The Digital Salon is a curation of listening experiences produced by the alumni and affiliated members of the Urban Humanities Initiative at UCLA. Even as urban space reinvents the enclosure, season two seeks out collectives situated in the city. If our first season asked how the pandemic is a portal, in our second we asked how, within such a time, can we gather? And what do we share? In this podcast that we call Collective, we tune into the knowledge that communal work transmits in polyvocal frequencies and interlocking scales. We're your hosts. I'm Gus Wendell. And I'm Jacqueline Barrios. And for our ninth episode, Ana Maria Alvarez, founding artistic director of Contratiempo activist dance theater and 2020 Doris Duke artist, weaves a sonic tale about familying as a verb, tuning us into unrevealed practices of kinship that link us through a DNA of care. We were, we were going to uh, Arkansas right when, after he was born, and um, we adopted him the day after he was born. Um, so we didn't get to meet him until he was a day old. Uh, we walked into the hospital room and Luca was hooked up on machines. He had a breathing tube and a, and a feeding tube. And, you know, he asked the doctors why they had all these things on him. And they said, well, it was because that he wasn't eating and he wasn't breathing on his own. And they were worried about his, you know, ability to get his nourishment. And so they wanted to just make sure to support him um, with all these machines and apparati. And... Uh, the minute we got there, we, we picked him up, started loving on him, did some skin to skin, just kissed and hugged and rubbed his little head and told him how much we loved him and that we were so happy to be together and that, you know, he was never, ever going to be alone ever again, that we were his family and that we would always be here for him. And, um, yeah, we just, we just, we just bead, we just were together and, um, and, Basically, about 15 minutes later, he began to eat, and um, they were able to take his tubes out, and he was able to just be and exist inside of this little new body um, because he had us there, and it just—it was such an example to me. I just remember just feeling so struck by how important that human connection is—that that that skin to skin, that connection of knowing that you are not alone and that you are loved and that you are whole and that you are supported and you are connected. Um, that's just like honestly what all of us need. Uh, and yeah, that's, I don't think there's any better example. Uh, so I don't know if there's much more I want to say about that, but it's just, um, I love my little Luca. Start my day by believing in me. I start my day by believing in me. <laughs>
as a practice and I mean exactly connected to what we were just even talking about how in my work it shows up as how I'm creating community and creating collective and generating this practice of coming together and resilience building even when shit gets really hard and we have breakdowns what does it mean to like keep kind of leaning into showing up for one another and showing up a greater idea of what's possible And I just said that literally at the same time thinking about my immediate family, but also my Contratiempo family. The thing that I think is so exciting is that science and technology has finally caught up with dancing bodies and shamans uh, with indigenous knowing. And that it's not the other way around. It's that finally there is the beginning of accepting that bodies inherently have always known and particular indigenous, brown, black bodies that are built of rhythm or of the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, that there is something that is harnessable in, in energy and that although quantum physics uh, is relatively newly sort of agreed upon mm-hmm. in Western uh, science, ancient Indigenous knowing, particularly from Asian people, Mm -hmm. has always been in full acknowledgement that energy is primarily the regulator of health and wellness. That energy is Mm. the propagating force that produces, sustains, motivates, and nourishes Mm -hmm. life. So it's so exciting that the stubbornness <laughs> of this kind of Western thinking that has constantly been reinforced by Descartes, this split between mind and body, yeah. that science is finally, finally getting that the indigenous knowing of bodies is actually the thing that will change civilization. Mm-hmm. Our cells are like kind of intelligent beings themselves. So it's even a single cell will behave like an intelligent human being. Mm-hmm. It breathes, it's got protective mechanisms, and also produces offspring, right? In this particular mapping in this cell, mm-hmm. there's the ability that as it experiences information from the conditions around it, mm-hmm. it produces a cellular memory. Mm. As it produces offspring or splits or the conditions force change, mm-hmm. that offspring gets the genetic coding mm-hmm. yeah, from the cell. So it's transferring the genetic information yeah. right, from the conditions. Mm-hmm. This begins the kind of advanced research in epigenetics. So the combination now of looking at environment, Mm -hmm. ecology, the combination of neuroscience and the imaging can now look at single cell organisms and see biological 
ecological and energetic behavior mm. patterns mm-hmm. of cells. That's how come we know more and can now go back and be like, oh, wait, the original peoples? Yeah, they were, they were right. The they whole had time. It. Just kidding. They Everything had it else. Out. Yeah. All this other weird stuff we've been doing, just etch a sketch, do over. Do you know what I mean? Reincorporation of all onboard body knowing that it is less about genes mm-hmm. or an inherent genetic coding yeah. that adapts. It is environmental mm-hmm. exposure, conditional lived experience that actually gives it the information. Yeah, which then actually frames and impacts and shifts that. And then changes the actual nutrient protein mm-hmm. development of the cell. So it influences how the actual cell develops. If it influences how the cell develops, it influences the genetic offspring. Mm-hmm. This is what's meant yeah, by the ancestral transferring, is that by our lived experiences, the cells themselves produce new genetic codes. The cell produces a new offspring. Mm. It's a new cellular body. Mm, mm. If family is an action, if it's a practice, if it's something that we're learning and showing up and continuing to grow in, that's connected to this idea of us remapping our insides through what's happening collectively, right? Exactly. And I think that your notion of the verb of family mm-hmm. really addresses the ecosystem of the living condition. Mm-hmm. And that to family, a family, mm-hmm. is to take the noun of the actual bodies, the yeah. pronouned ident- bodies. The family uh-huh. is the conditional yeah. Actions. I practice and provide mm-hmm. safety. Mm-hmm. That's a familying mm-hmm. action. I nurture and respond mm-hmm. consistently, mm-hmm. reliably. Ah, that's a family action. Yeah. Ah, when there's hunger within a reasonable amount of time, nutrients are provided. Yes. Ah, that's Nourish. a familying action. Mm-hmm. Those are external environmental conditions. Yeah that then allow for the body's biological system to have the best of what they need mm-hmm. and boom, yeah. body just does the rest because yeah. it's inherently way more intelligent than we are. Yeah. It's so much smarter. We can't, we can't, we can't body better than body does. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, good try. Revolutionary. 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 Be good. You just said it. Say it again, though. Say it into the thing so I can hear hear you say it. You said it perfectly. Go. Revolutionary. 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 The revolution. Revolution. And then it also helps us to understand that families are made and created of love energies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
they're not just about the reproductive genealogy. It's not genetics that make a family. It's the epigenetics that make a family. And that has so much less to do with the direct transfer of this, that, and the that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is the quantum field. felt and made of and through loving Mm. that the family uh, is actually born and then what you're suggesting is the sustainability is the ecology and the practices of appropriate family Mm -hmm. that support the sustainability of the family and support the sustainability of collectives and communities and super interested in this idea that familying can be outside of even what our concept of a family is, but that the idea of collective or the idea of people coming together for a common desire, good or action, this practice can be applied in so many different spaces. And what a world we would have if that was the way. Yeah, 100%, because I think what you're addressing is actually how to tend to space. Yeah. And when people talk so much, right, about like, I can hold space, I really like to make space. Mm-hmm. They don't actually consider the depth at which they are supplying the quality of what is in the space. Yeah. Not just the muscular action or the willful idea that you want to hold something. It's the actual capacity to nourish the space mm-hmm. conditionally, yeah. effectively, for real. Practice to make biologically bonded mm-hmm. family. That's possible. Yeah for everywhere all the time is that biological bondingness Mm -hmm. as familying and the deliberateness at which you service and give labor and effort for love. Mm. That's the familying is the loving, the the service, the giving, the supplying, (laughs) the (laughs) all of it. Right. Yeah. I'm excited also the bubbling up of this work because I feel like it's the beginning of something really, really exciting. Comenzamos a darle amor y piel a piel y le dimos besos, abrazos, besamos la cabecita, dijimos mucho lo que amamos y que estábamos tan contentos de estar juntos y que nunca jamás, jamás, jamás volvería a estar solo, nunca más. What a wild morning. So since I've been preparing to do this podcast, realizing that 
even just being intentional about thinking about family or familying as a verb, as an action, as a radical practice. My own family unit is experiencing more intense breakdowns. And, and yeah, it doesn't feel like an accident, actually. Last week, I felt like I made some major breakthroughs, both just like in mental health with myself and also with my two boys feeling like they really were able to be their best selves because I spent a huge amount of my time and energy focusing on us being able to be outside, to be in the sun, to be moving our bodies. My oldest son is starting to practice jujitsu and I shouldn't even just say practicing jujitsu because it's really working with someone who's grappling with him, but grappling with him in a very therapeutic way of holding and connecting tension from a place of listening and connection versus aggression and really working with him on how to channel and redirect some of the aggression and rage that he has and that he expresses so freely and redirecting that in a direction that feels both healthy and in some crazy way centering that he's able to kind of move and redirect energy flow in a way that feels powerful both to him and to the people who love him and are around him. So last week we just had an incredible week and then this weekend I've been trying to get everything done that I don't get during the week because I'm being really present with them. <laughs> and, and that of course creates major breakdowns. So in our Monday morning meeting I was having a pretty horrendous breakdown um, where there was just like some screaming, shrieking, tantruming, resisting happening around getting back into the school, Zoom school, um, which there's just in general a lot of resistance about being on screen for school. And I just broke. I just like couldn't hang anymore. And I got on this meeting with Contratiempo, who is my other family, my collective family, my chosen family. And just held space in this incredible way that was so moving and is exactly what I needed. I needed to be reminded of all of the intentions that I set when building community about how grounding in love, grounding in connection. Hey, Luca. <laughs> grounding in acceptance really that all of those things are such critical ingredients and in my own family I was I was just so in the weeds and so what felt like underwater I wasn't able to see or hear or be clear in all of this and Encontratiempo reminded me of this they just like the incredibly radical human beings that they are the incredible community that they are and that we've become um, every single one of them just stepped up in this way that I had I just really needed um, yeah it was profound it was a profound moment for me and I'm just reminded of the ways in which Holly is talking about sort of re remembering but also redesigning our DNA or redesigning the ways in which our systems work to reflect 
what we're generating and creating and conjuring. And it just felt like this moment of affirmation and this moment of, of real clarity that, wow, this is what it looks like. This is what it feels like. This is what's possible. Tune in next week for the next episode of the Digital Salon Podcast, The Collective. To discover the archive behind this episode, visit our website, digitalsalonpodcast.org. So sweet.